If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. So welcome everybody to a special edition of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. We are in studio with Rory Cummings, who is one of our whole life millionaires. And we're going to talk about the journey from six figures to seven figures and what that looks like. And so you can discover, are you the type of person maybe that could be the next whole life millionaire next door? What does it take? What are some of the things Rory learned? Some of the things that impacted him the most. So welcome to the call, Rory. Appreciate it, Rob. Good to be here, buddy. And congratulations on becoming a whole life millionaire. And I know you're charging ahead toward well past that and beyond. What would you say is one of the biggest distinctions you've learned in this journey so far? Uh, you've got to have grit and you've got to have a big why. Okay, beautiful. So let me ask you, if you were to look at you prior to M1, the mastermind group, and who you are today, what are some of the things you've noticed that have changed? I can tell you that the reason I came into the tribe was to get more momentum and more clarity, but I can tell and accountability. But at the end of the day, you know, looking back on where I was, this is back, gosh, what, three years ago, I think is when I first joined in. There's no question that I'm more balanced in all the different areas of my life, family, relationships, health, everything else. Like I was so centered, focused on growing wealth and being successful in business, but being out of balance in those other areas. So that's made all the difference. And that's the phrase, the whole life millionaire, right? Is where yeah. you can major in an area of your life, like your finances, you want to move the needle a lot, but without neglecting your health and without neglecting your family and relationships, what were some of the things you did that allowed you to do just that? Man, I tell you, like getting leverage uh, in my businesses was everything. So um, short-term rental business, you know, instead of being the cog in the wheel, answering phones and 20, being on call 24 seven, and then having a professional manager, just take that getting a transaction coordinator from uh, my brokerage business and getting a personal assistant to help me in all the other areas and, you know, flips and other things I manage, being able to hand that off just basically went from 60 hours plus a week now to a more manageable 30 to 40 hours a week and doubling income in the process. So it's been a pretty cool journey. Living a leveraged life, which did that require a different skill set for you? <laughs> to be honest with you, Rocket, was a, it was a mindset shift for me. I mean, it's a skill set to manage others, right? Like, you know, you, you want to keep people around, you want to make them, you know, excited about doing what they do and keep them motivated. But at the same time, when you manage everything yourself and you're really wanting to make sure everything's done right. You got to get away from letting people know that they're not going to maybe do it as well as you. And you're okay with that, giving up that control. And that's a mindset thing. It was for me. Yeah, totally. So three years in this mastermind group, it's a one year initial program. And then you can join for lifetime as an alumni. What made you stay around? Why not just do the one year and then say, okay, I got what I need. At the end of the day, like you have to, things have to become a part of you, right? If you read a book, 
I, I'm, I'm kind of a nut. I'll read a book like literally three to five times. Yeah. Um, and I absorb it the first time, but it's just like when you reread that book, you take out new nuggets, things you didn't realize before, but you want the book to become a part of you or whatever you're taking from the book, right? When you're in a tribe like this, a mastermind group, going back through networking with more people, getting more accountability, and then also re, you know, re-internalizing all the concepts so that you might have picked up three or four things in that first year, but if you want to master something, you got to keep doing it, right? Otherwise, yeah. you're going to get there. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a reason that athletes don't generally walk into their first year in the, the you know, at the pro level and dominate. Right. Right. They they yep. start to figure out. Oh, people are a little faster. Uh, the plays go a little bit quicker. Uh, I've got to adapt. I've got to maybe uh, start thinking differently. And after two or three seasons, they become seasoned and ready. So. I think it's the same as an entrepreneur. Just to give some people some context, what was your net worth when you came in three years ago and what is it approximately today? I think I came in right around 700 net worth and today it's around 2.2. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome, congrats. Yeah, appreciate and it. What was the thing that moved that net worth the most for you? That's a good one. Uh, I'm kind of an anomaly in the fact that I've been busy in multiple places. So on the real estate brokerage side of things, that's been responsible for probably 40 to 50% of the income and then short-term rental business scaling that. I think when I came into the tribe, we had three or four rentals. Now we're up to 12 and we got four more in our contract right now. And then flipping, I've been, I've probably done about 10 flips since I joined them one in the last two or three years. I've got one going on right now. So all of that just compounds. And then, of course, the more real estate you own, the more things scale. So apartment, multifamily, all that stuff, too, is in the portfolio. So you can't always say that it's all vertical, right? Because as things compound, it's going to accelerate. You yeah, there's a mix between vertical and horizontal. And each one of those actually can have a gradient scale as well as you leverage. And you, you, know, you could buy a duplex and manage it yourself and fix the toilets and paint the place. Or you could have repairmen. Or you could also have a property manager that handles the property and you really are, you know, more passive. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Have, do you feel that being in this environment has affected your leadership skills? It has. Yeah. I, one of the things I wanted to do in this last year was help other people coming into the tribe and help them level up and be an example, help lead and, and just kind of offer support and encouragement where I can. So that's been a big piece of this past year. And that's something that I you know, hope to do in the future years as that scales. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Now there, there are a lot of people that come into the tribe and, and test it out. And sometimes their wife or spouse joins them later. Your wife is in the tribe as well. Tell us a little bit of what that process was like and what that means to go through something like this together. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when I took her to the first event, she was a guest. And I remember her jumping up in the middle of the event and saying she was going to join. I was like, we didn't even discuss this. She just, <laughs> she, was, she was in. Um, but it really, you know, it makes a huge difference. I mean, if your partner can support you in going through the journey in something like this, I think it's crucial. And it's just going to make your marriage stronger. It's going to be better for your kids if you've got kids. There's that part of it. But, you know, it's, it's super important that if they're not going to be in it with you, that at least they support you in that journey because it's going to take time, but you're improving yourself, right? It's going to make you a better husband, better father, better everything. How has your peer group changed since you've been in M1? 
These are good questions, Rock. It's changed dramatically. That was probably the big, the missing element for me, you know, especially like being local. Sometimes it's hard to find people that are wanting the same things that alive or that you resonate with. That has been the biggest, you know, piece of what I've gotten out of it. I'm still in the same pod of five guys that we started from three years ago. We still meet weekly. You know, the, that group of guys has been integral in my development over the last three years and playing bigger in all the different areas of my life. It's definitely true that, you know, you are the average of the five people you hang around. And that is definitely a big reason to come in to the group. You're listening to a special edition of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast with my guest, Rory Cummins, who is a whole life millionaire and took his net worth in three years from 700,000 approximately to well over 2 million and cruising for more. And he's sharing with you some of the things that have really impacted him. One of the things he talked about is a pod. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's a group of four to six people that make a decision to journey together for a 12-month period, ideally, sometimes more, sometimes less. In Rory's case, it's been three years almost with the same group. Yeah, it's been actually over three years. Yeah. yeah. And you guys you guys are planning a trip together as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're taking a pod trip to Colorado to Breckenridge, uh, leave on Thursday next week. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. And so you journey along with these people, you share your goals, you ask for resources and help. And what you also get is, of course, accountability. But I think what a lot of people underplay is that you get people to call you out on your bullshit. Yep. And so you're presenting your life plan, your goals, your ideas, your thoughts, which are going to change your body, your mind, your relationships, or you're complaining about things. And people are like, you know, I call bullshit. I don't think you're really committed to that. Uh, or have you considered this? And so that's been a huge part. Would you agree of the journey? It has. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the accountability piece. It's, it's calling you out and it's seeing your blind spots. Like we all have blind spots. I don't care what, what journey you're on. You're always going to have blind spots, but you need other people to, to spot those things and to call them out and let you see what you're not seeing so that you can level up from there. That, that was crucial for me. Yeah. Now we have a bunch of events that we do throughout the year. Some are exotic and Mexico and some are fun loving trips with all kinds of games and yoga and meditation. You've been on a few trips. What have those been like for you and impacting the journey? Yeah. I mean, if you're jumping into a mastermind group, you got to get face-to-face with people. I mean, it's great to be virtual, right? You can get a lot out of, you know, being on zoom, being on Facebook and all this kind of stuff, but to be face-to-face, get to know other people and experience things together. That's huge. Cause when you go to these events, it's not just you know, you sit around talking, you're actually doing stuff, you're doing cool activities, you're going, you know, I mean, one of the coolest things I think we did, I think it was in Canada, you know, racing Lamborghinis, doing the, the, the amazing race down in Mexico, like, these were really cool memories for me, really cool experiences, and you're getting to know people at an intimate level, you know, for two, three, four days, I mean, it's, it makes a huge difference, so... It's also fun to learn while you're active versus sitting in a classroom all the time, right? So it's really cool to be active with people and we rent these million dollar homes and multi-million dollar homes and then we get to hang out in this rich environment and learn and because we're so active, it's easy to stay up till 10, 11 o'clock at night learning because you're not tired when you're that active, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So we talk about something called the life happiness index. That is uh, 17 different ways of measuring certain indicators that affect our overall happiness. How has that process for you created awareness around what affects your state or your mood? 
That's a good question too. Doing that on a quarterly basis for me has, has really moved the needle. Like in my marriage, it's moved the needle in my friendships and just being balanced in general, you know, as I'm pushing forward every single day, it kind of puts things in perspective, you know, am I putting enough time in something or am I just going through the motions or I'm speeding through life? And that's really been integral to like just level that level those areas up that need all the help. That way you're not, you know, neglecting your health or neglecting, you know, time with your kids as an example, as you're trying to reach all these other goals. So. Yeah. Beautiful. So one of the things that we do in the tribe is we introduce you to my mentors or we have different speakers, coaches, trainers, people in the tribe itself. Is there any one person that stood out that impacted you a lot, or maybe two or three people that have contributed to you going, you know, okay, getting an aha or a breakthrough? Oh, Rock, it's been so many, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't pinpoint it to just one person. I think I've been to almost every event except one in the last two and a half to three years. Yeah, a lot of great speakers, a lot of great inspirational people within this tribe. Everybody's playing at a different level and everybody's playing in different areas. So whether it's, you know, within business or financials, it could be stocks, it could be Airbnb, it could be self-storage, multifamily, whatever. But if somebody's playing at a high level in there and you can network with them and grow from them, it's a great way to scale. And then as far as other areas, as an example in my pod, just getting insight, you know, into like once people get to know you intimately, that's where you're going to get the most value because then they're actually able to point you in the right direction and figure out where your faults are so that you can level up. And that's, that's made a big difference for me. Do you have a favorite tool or resource in the tribe? There's a lot of tools you can put on your tool belt all the way from the top 10 rules, the Sunday system for success, or the morning or evening rituals, things like that. Is there anything that for you really, you're like, oh my God, that moved the needle for me. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Sunday system for success. I, without fail, have been doing that for at least a year and a half now to where it's like literally a weekly habit. I have an accountability partner I send my weekly goals to. And then that that sets up my day every single day. And that's marching me towards my year-end goals. I had 46 goals on my books last year. I hit all, but I think 12. And I made progress in those last eight out of 12. So like, that was huge. And if anybody needs a better system, I don't know what you're going to do to try to hit more goals, but that it works. And then the other one would be, you know, the life plan, just doing that on a quarterly basis. We're going to be presenting that, you know, with the group of guys, when we go out on this pod trip, we can actually share all these details about, you know, where we're at and we got on the books for this year. And those two things together, uh, huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what, what education did you get? Did you go to college or did you do do you have a formal? Yeah. 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 It's funny. Like I went to college. I I left with two business degrees. I went back into construction management when I left. I just, I changed my major like seven times, but I feel like I've put myself through my own university of sorts over the last, you know, 15 years with personal development and just getting a lot of value out of, out of books, mentors, mastermind groups, seminars. I mean, it it never stops for me. Uh, I'm a, yeah. I'm a junkie when it comes to personal development and podcasts and just all the value you can get out of you know, learning. So speaking into that specifically, we talk a lot about the money blueprint and what your relationship with money is. And the awareness that most people don't have is that they have an emotional pattern around money. They're either a spender to fill up a need they don't have, or they believe there's not enough. So they're a hoarder or a master. 
And sometimes people are good investors and some people realize they're good at making money or not. But if they have it, they're not the greatest investor. What have you learned about your money blueprint over the period of the last three years that maybe has allowed you to accelerate your march toward your millions? Getting out of my own way was a big thing. As an example, like if, you, if you're into control, you know, all the different areas of your business, right? You're, you're trying to control every single outcome or you want things to be just so, but then realizing that, you know, if I'm slowing myself down and I'm the cog in the wheel to progress, I need to step aside or do things in a different way that accelerate. So that was a big eye-opener for me. That happened about a year and a half, two years ago. I read the one thing that was a life-changing book for me to get clarity and get, get momentum. But at the end of the day, like I'm an amasser. So, you know, I don't like to worry about every single penny. I just want to make sure I make more than enough money that I need so that I don't have to like, you know, get really too tight on, on where I'm putting my money each and every day. But I, I save a lot. I probably save 50 or 60% of all my income on a monthly basis. So it moved, that moves the needle a lot. If you can and you save that. it to reinvest it. You don't save it to put it into your mattress. Correct. And, and this is the other thing, too. I think that if people are really trying to accelerate their growth, as you increase your income, whether it's vertical or horizontal, doesn't matter. Just stay on the same lifestyle, at least for the first few years. Like if you're living on 30 or 40 grand a year and all of a sudden you're making 100, keep living on 30 or 40 grand a year and sock away the 60. And, and you'll get to where you're going to go so much faster as you scale up your, your daily spending habits or whatever you want to put on the books, because that's going to really move mountains if you can, if you can keep it in check. Do you, do you, or have you used the six bank account method? Yeah, I actually have more than six rocks. So I'm probably not the best example for that. I probably have between 10 and 15 different buckets, depending on like, as an example for investments, I have, I have multiple buckets that I feed into, not just like a 10% over, like I divide it up, but yes, I, I do think that's super important. So every time I get any extra dollar, it's already got multiple buckets it gets divided up into. Now, a lot of people think that that type of thing would be constraining. I find it freeing because you know where the money's going to go. And so you're like, okay, this is going to go for an investment. This is going to go for fun. This is going to go for education. Do you look at it the same way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's super exciting. It's like, you know, Christmas every single month when I have extra dollars at the end and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to feed this one, feed this one, feed this one. And then once one bucket's full, I can turn off the spigot there and then I can go use that money and either start a new bucket or start compounding the other buckets so that they grow even more. If you had somebody that was considering to join M1, a mastermind, something like this, and they were on the fence, they weren't sure, what would you say to them? I, you know, it's the funny question. I'm sure you get this all the time. If you had $1,000 or $10,000, what should I invest it in, right? And the answer is always, you should invest it in yourself, right? And that's what it really is to me. It's you're investing into yourself. So it doesn't, to me, it's not about the money as it is about the value that you're going to get out of it because you're investing in yourself for your future growth. And that's why I double down into all this stuff. It's never not paid for itself. So we get in the, the conversation on that. I have a few more questions, but I do want to point out to people, what Rory just said is the difference, in my opinion, between successful people and struggling people. Successful look at the ROI, the return on their investment, and they call it an investment like Rory did, 
where struggling people or people aren't exposed to that growth or don't have that mindset, what they do is they go, how much does it cost? Mm-hmm. Because to think to them, everything costs something because they're spenders. They're not investing in cash flowing assets and they're not investing in themselves. So everything is simply make money to spend it where wealthy people make money to invest it in cash flowing assets and most importantly in themselves. So I'm so glad that you answered that. If you had the knowledge you had today, what would you say to yourself if you were like 20 years younger? I, you know, at the end of the, like, I, I didn't say, I wouldn't say I floated through my twenties, but at the same time, I wasn't on the trajectory that I put myself on when I turned 30, as an example, I was kind of going through the motions and doing what I thought society wanted me to do back when I was in my twenties. So if I did it over again, I would just take my life. I would take, you know, take the reins and just start going down the path that I want to choose instead of, Hey, you're supposed to, you know, get married and have this job and do X, Y, and Z by the house after you leave school, as an example, instead of, Hey, you know what? I don't want to do that. I'm going to go do this. This is, I'm just going to chase my own path in life. It took me, unfortunately, 10 years into the working world before I finally started going down my own road. Which includes buying a lot of real estate, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. The, the, the life-changing book for me, well, there was a few back in my twenties, but what introduced me into lifestyle, lifestyle design, you know, crafting the life, how you want to make it in all the different areas that kind of got me really excited. And I was like, wow, yeah, I don't have, you know, it's, it's like Jim Rohn says, like, you're not a tree, you can move. Right. And so, you know, if you don't like where you're at, change it. If you don't like where you're going, you know, so that, that was a catalyst for me. And that really moved the needle of crafting my own life. And when I look back now, like where I was five, six, seven years ago, it's sometimes I have to pinch myself and just think like, the trajectory that I've I've put myself on is just it's really moved the needle. Speaking of, you are you are one of the founding members of the VIP Next Level M10 group that we've created, and now we're in a conversation about going from one or two plus in your case to ten. What does that take? And a big conversation we have is around not just now money but fulfillment and making a difference in the world and giving back. Because once you've gotten past the first few million, the conversation changes. How is the conversation changing for you and your wife around what's important to you right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've got a lot of goals on for this year and a lot of different categories that are gonna stretch me in my comfort zone. And for me, the journey going from where I'm at now to where I wanna go uh, in however many years that's gonna be is getting out of my comfort zone. So it's going to challenge me. It's going to cause me to grow. And I think for me, at least, it's going to be, how can I be a better leader? How can I leverage and scale more and quicker and still maintain, or I hate to use that word maintain, but just have a well-balanced life outside of everything that I've got in creation that's moving. It's going to be, who can I hire instead of how can I do everything myself? Who, not what? Yeah, who not how. That's what yes. I'm reading right now. That book is a game changer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Iron Man in your future? I may be coming up on shoulder surgery this this upcoming quarter, but the plan was to do a half this year and then hopefully a full next year. And where does that inspiration come from? Being in the tribe. Yeah. 
So what's so fascinating is that once you start to elevate one part of your life, it kind of drafts the rest up. I don't know if you've ever done something like had a room and you changed the carpet. Now you're like, oh, the couches look really old, right? Yeah. You know, time to change the couch, change the couches. And you're like, that coffee table doesn't go anymore. Yeah. And before you know it, everything gets upgraded. And I think that's what happens when you're part of a mastermind is you start to poke around, pull some weeds out of a certain part of your garden. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, there's some weeds over there. Let's go over and work on our health. Let's go over and work on family. Let's go over and work on, you know, maybe I'll write a book or I'll start a podcast or do a blog and your creative juices start to flow. You become more alive. And for those of you that are listening that don't know, we have culture in this tribe and we have something called SEC, Support, Encourage, and Challenge. And so when... Rory or anybody's talking about something they want to do, like run an Ironman or what have you, you know, it is, it is on the other member to say, hey, Rory, do you want me to support you or encourage you and challenge you with this goal you have? And then based on his response, you can provide him with some aggressive, truthful feedback or just a resource. And that attitude allows people to be more vulnerable and more open because they're now not just being criticized for the fun of being criticized or being pulled down because somebody's jealous of them charging forward but rather you're now all co-creating and i think that really sums up what the tribe is does that make sense yeah well said Rory, thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. And we say that because when you get your money handled, you create more time freedom, you create opportunities to work on yourself, the part that really matters, and then you get to rock your life. So thank you for taking the material and the ecosystem of M1 and becoming one of the next whole life millionaires next door and now marching toward 10 and so much more. Thank you all for listening. And if you want to learn more about the tribe, then go to rockthomas.com and press the apply button. And we'll get you on a call with one of our directors of opportunity. And it's exactly that. They will find out if the opportunity is right for you, if there's a fit. Because let's face it, if everybody was going to be a millionaire, then you'd probably already be one. But let's find out if this path is going to accelerate it for you. And we'll see you on the next Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.